to Michael Humer. And I, by the way, I point this out. I asked this question in full realization that one of the times I was a guest with you as the host, you ran through a series of important thinkers in libertarianism or voluntarism. And it was like a lightning round. You said the name, and then I talked about some of their key ideas. And I think you gave me Michael Humer. So I'm going to toss him back at you. What can you tell us about him? So Humer has the excellent method of taking someone's premise and showing this premise I totally agree with. However, I disagree with the conclusion that this premise gives. So already you're taking people off the defensive. So that's why I was so appreciative of some of his early work. And you're absolutely right when it comes to things like, well, the state does things daily that we would commend as terrible if anyone else did them. For example, how I can't imagine a 24-hour period that's gone by where someone hasn't thrown at me bad working conditions in the Industrial Revolution as if ushering in a state automatically improves working conditions for the globe. But we would never say, hey, the Russian government is murdering people in Ukraine and Ukraine's murdering people in the Donbass. You statists need to answer for this. Look at all this government tragedy that's happening. How about that First World War? What a tragedy. Why would you guys advocate that system? So just getting in that rhythm, that humor gets you to thinking, you become sort of guilt-free when you advocate things like this. But the specific section that I chose for humor, his most popular book is The Problem of Political Authority. I have a number of quotes in the back, but he has another book titled Knowledge, Reality, and Value, where he lists his 14 most important logical fallacies. And one of them that he lists is credulity. And it's great because he shows you how to sort of walk through media manipulation that you otherwise wouldn't recognize. So I'd say the most important thing that he has brought to the table are these logical fallacies. In the credulity section, he says, basically, the news is nonsense. And by this, I mean almost everything falls into the category of ideological bias, meaning things are cherry-picked. By the very nature of you picking to report on one thing and not another, that is a bias. How much time you spend on it, that is also a bias. I had an intelligence officer come on my show, a guy named Chase Hughes, and he said, if I could summarize mind control in one word, it would be repetition. So this is how the media is really able to plant ideas in the minds of the populace. Imagine if there were pictures of civilians all over the news every time a government drone killed civilians like they are with who are referred to as shooters, but they're actually murderers. The second thing he says to look out for is sensationalism. Oh, with the January 6th thing, you would have thought that 30,000 people died on this day. It lasted for months on end. The sensationalist tactics that the media use to tell you one thing is vitally important and it's a total danger to civilization, that is one of the greatest propaganda tricks around. And then he says the third thing you have to look out for is laziness. There was a great article on CNBC, great in the sense of it really exposes the people. This was in, I think, 2020. It said, why economists don't think trillions of dollars inputted into the economy will lead to price inflation. It's something to that extent. It's just so in your face. Now, one interpretation could be this reporter's a liar working for the state, working for the Fed. That could be true. The problem is a lot of people actually believe this who are not necessarily agents or provocateurs. So simply the idea of being 
lazy, where people have not taken the time to look into topics, makes them inherently biased. It takes a long time to understand history, economics, philosophy, why wars happen, why peace happens, why some countries are wealthy, why others are poor. Very few journalists have done that work. So humor, exposing media bias through sensationalism, cherry picking, and laziness, I think is his best contribution. By the way, for anybody listening who's curious about him, his last name is spelled H-U-E-M-E-R. So it's not what you think. 